about a couple years into my career, two or three years into my career, I realized that the American dream was not my dream. The American dream was not made with a black woman in mind. It's been a long time. I should have let you know, but I didn't. Like, I did not. I stopped recording weekly podcast episodes in November of 2021 pretty abruptly, if I'm being quite honest. I had launched my podcast, Jerisha said, on iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere that you can listen to a podcast back in October of 2018. That was a year or so after I had quit my full-time career as an engineer, had been doing regular live streams. About a year into the business um, as a full-time entrepreneur is when I launched the podcast. And I I was, when I talk about consistency, honey, Jerisha's name came up in the dictionary, okay? I was publishing weekly episodes, sometimes more than one episode per week, from October of 2018 to November of 2021, and then I just stopped. And I want to talk about why that happened, why I paused my podcast, why there was no like grand announcement of me finishing, pausing the podcast or ending the podcast, and why I'm relaunching it specifically now now in 2023 and what you can expect. And I want you to listen to this episode because we're going to have a nice little giveaway. And if y'all know me for any amount of time, y'all know Jerisha doesn't do free and we don't do giveaways, but it's been a minute. And many of you have been loyal listeners. Y'all are like my hot hustle crew through and through. Um, Y'all still go listen to my old podcast episodes, even though I have not released something new in over a year. So first thing is first, let me give you some history on the podcast, why I launched it in the first place, and how we got to a point where I had to pump the brakes and recording weekly episodes. So I started my business um, October of 2016. That's when I really got introduced to this online education industry, this e-commerce world, but not e-commerce in the sense of, you know, selling physical products, but I mean e-commerce in the sense of educational commerce, this online education industry. And I was still working full-time. I was a pipeline engineer working at a utility in Michigan. And my life was like doing pretty good. I was living the American dream. I had a great career that I loved. I had incredible benefits. I was on the leadership track at my company. I was being tapped on the shoulder for upward mobility opportunities. But there was something about the way the American dream wasn't my dream anymore. You know, I think culturally I was raised to be grateful for what I was given, to be over ecstatic of the blessings that God had given me with having this amazing career by actually being a black woman who was also an engineer. Like my grandma was proud, honey. Okay. Like you could not take my grandma to Kroger or to the welcome committee at church without her telling somebody, oh, my baby is, is an engineer. Like it was like I w- it was a brag worthy thing for my family members knowing that like somebody in the family was this engineer like I had made it right and um about a couple years into my career two or three years into my career I realized that the American dream was not my dream the American dream was not made with a black woman in mind and I wanted more and I wrestled with this reality you know it's like how do you who am I to be like I got this amazing career. I have this amazing job. I had these amazing benefits. I had these amazing mentors. I'm on the leadership track. I'm being groomed for upward mobility opportunities. And this ain't it. Well, sometimes you might be really good at doing something, but 
it might not be the right thing for you. And that was when I started really exploring this, this alternative, figuring out, okay, what are these skill sets that I can leverage that I currently have where I can add value in the marketplace? And we're going to fast forward uh, quite a little bit here, but I started, you know, creating live streams on Facebook. And that was really the the essence or the beginning of me building this business that we have today. And about a year into doing that from October of 2016, I quit my full-time job. I had replaced my salary by June of 2017. And I was like, okay, momentum was building, making money, seeing client results, all the things. You can actually go back because one thing that I really... And like the current version of Jerisha is so grateful for the younger version of Jerisha because I have documented every step of my journey publicly. Um, that's all the podcast episodes exist. The live streams are still on my Facebook business page over at Jerisha Hawk. And my Instagram newsfeed is literally a documentation of my journey. Like, hello, doc, I, you know, Q. I didn't even need Netflix to document the story, honey. All I needed was a camera and the internet and here we are. But a year after, you know, really starting the business, full, being full-time, creating regular content, I decided to create a podcast. And when I tell you that I was terrified, I don't know what it is. There is just something about the permanence of a podcast that, and the intimacy that happens when, you know, you're listening to me right now, probably while you're like driving your car on your way to pick up your kids, or I'm in your earbuds while you're walking your dog, or you're sitting in a bubble bath right now with me playing over your speaker, like while you are sudsed up and naked. Like, I, you know what? I, there's just a level of intimacy about podcasting that I don't know what it was that freaked me out about recording content in this way, but it took me a year to wrestle with that fear, but eventually I lost. I launched the podcast. And when I tell you your girl was consistent out here, your girl was consistent out here. From October of 2018, when the podcast launched to November of 2021, when I put a hard stop on the podcast, we I had produced over 160 episodes. I mean, like, okay, sis. Like, I was out here. Consistency was my name, okay? Frequency of content was my game, like... Look me up in the dictionary, boo. Under consistency, I am there. But so that's, you know, it was really great. And I will say that podcasting was foundational for the success that I experienced in my business. Um, so how we ran the podcast back then was I would go live on Facebook and then eventually it matriculated to Instagram around 2020s. And I really started investing in my Instagram account um, 20 really, really intentionally, which talks a little bit about why, or I'll share a little bit later about why that influenced why we stopped the podcast for a period of time. But um, I would take my live streams and then I would repurpose my live streams to my podcast episodes. So I would say about 90% of the podcast episodes that currently live on the Jerisha Said podcast are audio, the audio stripped from all my previous live streams. And, you know, I have nearly... At, at, Right up until now, we have almost 200,000 podcast downloads. Um, and those are all, majority of those are repurposed live streams. And that has worked. That was the essence of my success. Going live, repurposing my live streams as, as audio podcasts, and really creating this opportunity of bingeable content for you, my consumers, for my audience, for the people that discovered me. And that was really how I became successful. That was the consistency and the output and the frequency at which um, and the, the frequency and the placement at which you can consume my content, that is what led to me building trust in the industry, you know, really positioning myself as an authority by sharing high value content that 
really spoke to the evidence of what I was noticing and the evidence of the results that I was getting um, and the results that I was helping clients get. All of that was the, the secret sauce to my success. So let's talk about why we ended the podcast. November of 2021 was the last weekly podcast episode that I had published, and it was like a hard stop. Um, I did not make some big announcement on Instagram or to my audience or to my email list about why I was stopping. It's just I did not have the capacity. My capabilities (laughs) were falling short of my actual capacity to produce at that time. And the reason being is that back in 2020, when the world shut down and COVID happened, um, my business had exponential growth that year. I tripled in revenue and I tripled in client enrollment in that one calendar year. So there was a lot of fast change in my business, which caused me to prioritize other aspects of my business over producing more content. And that was really where I had to shift from being the marketer to really focusing on being more of the CEO of my business. So like I said, in 2020, my business tripled in revenue, tripled in client load. And the only reason why I was able to still maintain the podcast after we had that large amount of growth is because I had such a backlog of live streams that I was still able to turn into podcast episodes. So even though I was producing weekly episodes on the podcast, I was going live on Instagram and Facebook more than once a week. So I had this backlog of maybe 30 or 40 episodes that had I had done as live streams on my social media that had not yet been turned into podcast episodes. And honestly, that backlog is the only reason why I was still publishing regular podcast episodes into 2021 because my energy and my time and my calendar totally shifted when the business exploded like that. So when the business had that that radical growth, that was also the year that I launched my signature coaching program, Leverage, which is makes up 70 to 80% of my annual revenue today. Um, Leverage is a group coaching program where we teach other industry experts, other individuals who have some high level of expertise, um, you know, either booked out private one-on-one coaches we teach them how to trans repackage their existing private one-on-one offer or their lower ticket digital course. We teach them how to repackage and reposition that as a higher ticket group coaching program. And we help our clients, you know, with the marketing, the messaging, the sales process, and the delivery of three to $10,000 group coaching programs. So that was the year, at the very tail end of 2019, December of 2019 is when I, I, tested leverage with like five or six paid clients. And then 2020, that particular offer, that was the offer that took me to a million dollars. And that was also the year that my business tripled in revenue. So when we start to move into 2021, I had to focus again on focusing on less on being a marketer and more on being a CEO because of the amount of growth that I was experiencing, because of the amount of clients that we were serving. And um, I had to focus on standardization inside of the business, the operational infrastructure inside of the business. And I had a, I had a lot of things I had to figure out. You know, I think many of us are so craving and ready to go to group, but it's like, why, you know, do not rush going to group delivery unless you have the demand to actually consistently generate new leads of qualified leads who are applying for your program and actually willing to pay. But more importantly, until you can actually sustain the delivery that's required for the amount of input that you have 
in regards to new clients coming in. And I had to really spend a lot of time on my operational infrastructure, standardizing my client delivery, really honing in and perfecting my articulation of my program promise, um, really being able to like learn the nuances of this client experience, anticipating their needs and properly designing the curriculum in a way that really align with how my ideal client, how my Olympians, as I call them, how they take action to ensure that they were getting predictable results. And in order to create that predictability in your delivery, you have to standardize your operations on the back end. You have to reduce the amount of customization from client to client. You have to really learn how to unpack your intellectual property and document that into a structured and systemized process. And that is what, you know, those results is what has led to my success. But I've always thought about my curriculum like a an assembly line, like a machine. Um, you know, there's particular inputs that produce particular outputs. And I had to learn the inner workings of this machine that I had created. And that is a huge reason why that's what led to us having to stop the podcast. So one, there was this growth because of what was going on globally, you know, a lot of in-person event planners, wedding photographers, fitness trainers, health coaches, career coaches, a lot of them that might've had a lot of success in person. They were used to getting clients by speaking on stages. They were used to attracting clients by being in the room in person. Now, a lot of them had to translate and transcend how they were generating leads and how they were offering delivery in their services to figure out how to leverage social media and how to leverage the internet to be able to, to make up that gap that they weren't able to see because the world was shut down. So it was a perfect storm um, for my business, but that changed a few things. So that growth was ma major and that shifted my energy and my attention. The other thing that contributed to why I stopped the podcast was because at that same time in 2020, my Instagram really was my bread and butter, honey. Like, I don't know what happened that year between 2020 and 2021, but my Instagram, not my, my followers didn't blow up. My engagement didn't blow up, but the amount of qualified leads I was able to attract on that platform and the amount of private conversations I was able to have in direct message, that literally transformed my business. Um, and I think that there was this perfect storm of there was a consistency of me going live on a regular cadence. I do not care what anybody says. I've been preaching this since 2017, and I'm going to be pre preaching it probably for the next 10 years. When it comes to, you know, really that building that trust when you are attracting clients virtually, there nothing beats live video. Nothing beats live video. I don't care what nobody says, but nothing beats live video. So I was regularly going live. I was regularly showing my face in my stories. And I really started to perfect what I now teach my clients, um, how to sell by chat. I really started learning the, and mastering the ability to lead sales conversations via, via text-based communication. And um, Instagram was a perfect platform for me to do that. So like I said, there was this perfect storm of the business growing. And then there was this takeoff of the amount of private action takers and silent decision makers that I was able to cultivate on the Instagram platform. Um, and that's we, I had to, I had to decide, like my time was becoming limited and limited and limited. And I had to start to prioritize where was the best output for my energy and attention. So 
I went all in on selling this one coaching program, Leverage. That was what I was known for. That was the only thing I was publicly selling. And then I had to focus, where was I going to focus my energy and attention? And that was purely on Instagram. And that is why I stopped the podcast. Because like I said, you know, we were, I started testing more on Instagram, figuring out how do I really start to master content production and content distribution on this one platform. And the beautiful thing about Instagram that I think is very different than any other platform, any of the other social media platforms, is that you can do everything on that one platform. You can create live videos. You can create reels and short form video. You can create um, your, your newsfeed carousels and your stagnant posts. You can like you can have full conversations in the comments and fully close a client in the direct message. Like you can go from this person discovered me on Instagram to this person was able to binge a bunch of my content on my newsfeed to this person was able to really get an essence and a feel for my personality and who I am as an individual and my stories. And then I'm able to have a full on conversation with you in direct message and, and enroll you in my program. Everything can happen in the one ecosystem of Instagram. And that is where I focus all of my energy and attention because that was where the demand was. That was where I was getting the majority of my qualified leads, I'd probably say 60 to 70% of my qualified leads were coming from Instagram at that time. And I just, I put all of my eggs in that one basket and focus all of my energy and attention on learning how to maximize every individual aspect of real estate on the Instagram platform to really help me grow. And that's why I had to pause the podcast. <laughs> I couldn't do it both. I couldn't do it all. I couldn't not do it all. And I think too many of us are out here trying to play superwoman when it's like, baby, but listen, we, you, you ain't got it. And that's okay. Like you can have everything you want, just not all at the same time. So I really focusing, I really started to shift my focus. Like I said, and double down on the offer that was making me the most money, the offer that was producing the biggest, best results for my clients and the platform that was generating the, the highest quality leads for that offer that I was selling. And even though the podcast was successful, it was working. It helped me shorten my sales cycle and build trust with my audience when they were making buying decisions. I, I'm like, okay, Jay, you only got so much time, girl. You just need to focus on one or the other. So that's why that's why the podcast stopped. And also, many of you guys, I mean, you might know this, you might not know this, but my team is lean. Okay. I am like probably one of the few business coaches in the online space that does not preach. I am not a big fan. I am not a believer of overinflating your team and exasperating your overhead and thinking that you need to have five, 10 full-time employees to run an online business. Ex nay on the hiring A. I don't even know if that pick Latin child, whatever. But I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a proponent of that. Um, I think when you're running an online coaching business, you can do it lean if you're doing it smart. If you are standardizing your operations, if your business model is simplified, if you are only focusing on one or two offers, and if your messaging and your marketing is specifically and directly aligned to that one offer that you are selling, you do not need a lot of human beings and a lot of physical um, labor in order to build a profitable business. So at that time, 2020, 2021, and there was just so much I was trying to learn and trying to figure out. I was hiring and firing and trying to figure out, okay, what is the team capacity that I need? And I think growing a team at that time period was really difficult because 
so much was changing so fast. So like the needs that I had today would be different than the business needs three months from now because of the the pace at which we were growing. So I didn't really have, like I, I had maybe a part-time marketing coordinator through that time period, about 20 hours a week. Um, and that was probably the most consistent support that I had. I mean, I did have like other project-based hires or other contractors from time to time here and there. Um, but it just, it wasn't enough there wasn't enough stabilization and again, standardization in my operations to do multiple platforms well. So I was like, okay, instead of us half-assing, to be quite honest, I'm like, we're gonna cut it and go all in on one space. And that was Instagram at the time. So that's why the podcast had to take a pause. Okay, that's why the podcast had to go on sabbatical for over a year and a half. <laughs> um, and, that, and so that's why we had to pause and why we had to stop. Now, why I'm choosing to bring it back like I said, okay, podcasting and the intimacy that you're able to create with your audience is unparalleled. Um, and I just believe in one thing that I teach my clients and leverage is how to really master the art of content repurposing and being really strategic with how you are leveraging content that you already have proven performs, how do you leverage that content to create uh, a bingeable content for your audience? One thing that I have learned over the years is if somebody consumes three to four hours of content with the messaging that is properly aligned with how they're making a buying decision, if there is congruency in that, three to four hours of consumption, that person is in a position where they're ready to make a buying decision. Whether that's a yes or a no, they're in a position where they kind of know whether or not they want to hire you. So I'm a really big believer in repurposing my content in a strategic way so that we can surround our prospect and create that bingeable Netflix effect. Um, and that's why we're bringing the podcast back. Um, I'm also bringing the podcast back because I have capacity. I have two full-time team members. Um, one has been with me for almost a year now. And we had another one that just recently started a, a couple months ago. And I have the capacity to actually do multi-platform production um, because there's enough standardization in my client delivery. And that took me two years to figure out. Too many people be out here trying to sugarcoat and feed you a fallacy of how long it's supposed to take. Like it took me two years to really have mastery around the standardization of my offer, to have mastery around the messaging that needed to be communicated to attract qualified leads for that offer, to took me two years to really, really hone in and understand like what prevents my particular client in this particular container from getting consistent results and how do I redesign my curriculum in a way to remove those unique barriers to help expedite their success. And after two years, after a lot of profit has been put in the bank and has been smartly, you know, well invested, there's enough cash flow, there's enough capacity for me to expand where and how we are doing content distribution. So that is why we're bringing it back because your girl has the capacity to do so and has the cash flow to sustain it without me focusing too much on being a marketer where it starts to detract from my client delivery or my client reputation and like the results that they're getting. So that is why we're bringing it back. I think that um, our podcast has been one of those vehicles that has really led to my success. And I know that it will continue to be a part of the story of my success moving forward. Um, so that's why we're bringing it back. The last thing I will say that I think is really important for you to remember is in 2020 and 2021, I had to make a decision on was I going to focus more on lead generation or I was going to focus more on client retention and lifetime value. And that is a discussion that we don't talk about enough. 
my business was growing at a fast rate. And sometimes what people will tend to do is just put more fuel on the fire to generate even more leads. And part of the reason why I had to stop the podcast is because my goal at that time was not to, I, I had enough leads, that, but the issue was, okay, Jay, you need to really focus on client retention and lifetime value. That is gonna be the thing that will differentiate you and also create stability and predictability in your recurring monthly revenue. When you start shifting to a high ticket group coaching program and you know your offer is three to $10,000, clients have you know six, 12 month commitments with you, um, you need to focus on how you're gonna retain those clients and actually recover the payments that were promised when the client enrolled. The other thing is that you know focusing on client retention and lifetime value, there's studies and research and all the things that say that it's easier and cheaper, less expensive to, get an existing client to buy a second time than than to get a new lead to purchase for the first time. And even though, yes, the podcast was working, yes, the podcast was doing a great job of generating new leads, yes, all the things, all the magic was happening with the podcast, I had, again, make a decision. You want to focus more on being a marketer and generating new leads, or you want to focus on being a CEO and being strategic with the leads that you have already acquired. And that was a conscious decision that I made to focus on increasing lifetime value, increasing client retention, over-prioritizing new lead generation. So that's another reason why the podcast also had to be paused. Because again, focus and prioritization, I only had so much time and I only had so much team capacity. That, that's just what was required. So what you can expect in this podcast This is going to be the place where you can learn the fine print of being a CEO. This is going to be the place where every episode is going to be the unwritten rules that no business book written by a white man will ever tell you. If you want to learn the fine print of being a CEO, just listen to Jerisha said. Each episode is going to be the unwritten rules that no business book or business podcast written or produced by a white man will ever tell you. Being a woman and being a woman of color, there are unique barriers and unique perspective and lived experiences that we literally have to face, address, and overcome in order for us to experience the success that we desire to have in the process of building and growing a profitable business. But the reality is podcasts and books written by white men can't share that perspective because they have never experienced it. So this podcast is going to be that raw, real, uncut, unfiltered, like this is just what it is. And I'm speaking from experience. I'm speaking from evidence. Um, I'm not just speaking from observation. And I, I feel as if you're going to you're going to notice and feel that essence in every episode that you continue to listen to. You can expect weekly episodes to be coming back here on the podcast. Not only are we going to be producing weekly episodes on the podcast, but we're also going to be producing these episodes on my YouTube channel. That's a new thing for us this year. Um, so there's going to be podcast-specific content. There's going to be YouTube-specific content. For But for majority of the podcast episodes that I record, we'll be uploading all the videos of those podcasts over on YouTube. You can find that also at Jerisha Said over on YouTube as well so that you can, you know, kick it with me in both locations, okay? What you can expect in each episode is content for coaches learning the inner workings of the marketing, messaging, sales, and delivery for building a thriving coaching company. What you're going to learn in these episodes is going to be for the new money era, okay? Like for those individuals where you might be the first in your family 
to make as much money as you're making right now, navigating the nuances, the mindset, the beliefs, the lifestyle of making more money than you've ever made before when you don't have a family member that you can call for context or support, okay? You might not have a lot of rich friends in real life, but you got some rich friends listening to the podcast episode right here. And lastly, you're going to be hearing in episodes the unwritten rules that no business book or podcast produced or written by a white man will ever tell you. Let me keep it 100 with you. Being a woman and being a black woman, there are unique barriers, unique obstacles, and a unique perspective and approach that we take to address common business principles and to address common business challenges that, quite frankly, a white man can't tell you because they have the privilege of never having have had to experience it. So expect the raw, the real, the uncut, and expect to, to feel a sense of familiarity when you tune into these episodes, because I'll be speaking from evidence. I'll be speaking from a place of experience and really giving you an eyes peak view on what's really required to build a profitable business for yourself. I'm excited to be back and I hope you are too. Like I said, if you want to learn the fine print of being a CEO, just keep listening to what Jerisha said. 